0: Welcome to the Diabetes Psychologist podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Heyman, and I invite you to join us as we talk candidly about the emotional challenges of living with type one diabetes. We'll give you actionable strategies to help you face these challenges head on, reduce your stress, and most importantly, live a full life without letting diabetes get in the way. Hey there, welcome to the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Heyman. On this episode of the podcast, I am answering your questions. Over the past couple of months, I've gotten lots of questions from my listeners, and I want to make sure that I answer some of them so you can use them in your life type one diabetes to help you manage the stress and make things a little bit easier for you. But before we get started, I want to let you know that this is going to be the last episode of the podcast in this format. Don't worry, the podcast is not going away. But in the new year, we are changing the format. In the new year, I'm going to be introducing a new framework to help you think about diabetes and mental health in a whole new way. And the podcast is going to be focused on coaching people with type 1 diabetes on their specific challenges using this framework. I know this new framework is going to help you, and I can't wait to share it with you. So make sure to tune in next week where I introduce the framework and give you an overview of what we're up to. But without further ado, here are the answers to your questions. Over the past couple weeks, I've been doing some research, and I've become very frustrated with all the things I didn't know until now. I was diagnosed 27 years ago at age 7, and I didn't know until recently that I needed to be bolusing for things like protein and fiber. And I realized if I would have known these things earlier, my blood sugars would have been so much better. It would have made a world of difference for me. And so I'm really, I wanna know how to deal with this frustration. The first thing I wanna say is give yourself some grace. I know that sometimes, or actually a lot of the time, managing T1D can feel like you're drinking out of a fire hose. And this is true whether you are diagnosed recently or diagnosed many years ago. There's all kinds of things to know and pay attention to. And sometimes, in order to manage these things and to function and to be able to not be overwhelmed, we have to pick and choose our battles. I like to think about the concept of actions that matter here. An action that matters is an action in your diabetes management that will have a big impact on your blood sugars. So for some people, that is making sure they take their basal insulin every day at the same time. For some people, it's accurately counting carbs. And for some people, it may be bolusing for fiber and protein and fat. But the reality is, in order to stay focused, it's hard to do it all. And it seems like you have been doing really well so far without that. Certainly, there's room for improvement. But I want you to give yourself some grace around not knowing. And ask yourself, now that I know this information, how can I easily integrate it into my diabetes management plan? And if there's effort there... Is that effort worth it? Is that stress worth the tighter management of your blood sugars? And maybe the answer is yes and maybe the answer is no. But what I wanna encourage you to do is focus on the actions that matter. I'm not saying ignore your blood sugars, actually quite the opposite. I want you to focus on your blood sugars. But if you have five things to focus on and try to focus on them all at one time, it's gonna be really hard. If you focus on one or two things that are going to make the biggest difference, you're going to see some big results, and then move on to other things that may have smaller results but are important to you still. I want to make sure that you're not feeling overwhelmed. I want to make sure that you're taking actions that matter with your diabetes management. And those things are different for each person. But as you're thinking about this, focus on those things first and give yourself grace for not having the bandwidth or the knowledge to focus on other things. Now that you know, and now that you have the basics that matter for you down, now you have the opportunity to improve even more and start bolusing for the fat and protein and fiber. Start integrating those types of things into your routine, and you will see success. It's easy for us to beat ourselves up for not knowing something we didn't know. But the question is, how could you know? Most doctors don't talk about this stuff, and for good reason. It's overwhelming, it's complicated, and it only improves blood sugars incrementally. They focus on the things that matter. And so instead of looking at what they didn't teach you, I want you to focus on what they did teach you, what they did focus on, and how they've helped you to develop a great framework for managing your diabetes. And now all you can do is grow and improve. This person says, I have an unpredictable schedule, and this is causing me lots of stress and to feel overwhelmed with my diabetes management. Any tips? Having an unpredictable schedule can be really challenging in life, no matter what you're dealing with. And when you're dealing with diabetes, an unpredictable schedule can make things really challenging. I remember thinking about diabetes many, many years ago when a predictable schedule was a necessity. We had to wake up at a certain time because if we didn't, we'd go low. We had to eat at certain times. It was all about timing. And luckily, with diabetes technology and newer insulins, that sort of regulation and structure has really been relaxed. However, having an unpredictable schedule can make life with T1D challenging because they're juggling all these things and diabetes has to fit in somewhere. Hopefully, not front and center, but hopefully in a way you're able to manage it well, no matter what's going on in your life. I want to offer a couple of practical tips that you can use with an unpredictable schedule in order to make diabetes less stressful for you. Tip number one, ask yourself this question. Even though my schedule is unpredictable, are there anchors in my behavior, in my planning, in my life that I can still use to manage my diabetes well and effectively. So for example, maybe you're getting phone calls and having to run all over town because of your job. Is it possible to still eat lunch at a certain time? Whether you're in your car or in your office, that takes some planning and planning can be challenging. But if you make a plan, I think it's possible for you to still have lunch at a certain time Take your insulin at a certain time, no matter what's going on. I think that sometimes we tell ourselves that managing diabetes takes up a lot of time. And I'm not actually sure that's the best way of saying it. Maybe a better way of saying it is diabetes management takes up a lot of headspace. But if you think about how long it takes you to check your blood sugar, whether it's with a CGM or with a blood glucose meter, how long does it take for you to count your carbs and bolus for lunch? those things can usually be counted in seconds. But when we tell ourselves that these things take a lot of time, we get in our own way of allowing ourselves to manage our diabetes in a chaotic world, in a chaotic life, and we push it aside because we say it's too much. But if you make a plan and have these behavioral anchors like eating, taking insulin, that could happen regardless of what's going on around you, that can make diabetes a whole lot easier to handle and to manage no matter what is going on with your schedule. That takes making a plan, though, and that's step number two, is you have to be able to plan out for these things and not do them on the fly. If you know your schedule is unpredictable and you say, I'll grab lunch when I can at a restaurant, that's going to make it challenging to grab lunch. If you say, I'll bolus when I'm in a private place, that can make it challenging to bolus. So making a plan and being flexible with yourself and how you approach the plan is really important. Planning ahead for what you're going to pack for lunch, where you're going to keep it. Do you need to keep it in a cooler in your car or in the fridge at work? And maybe even have more than one lunch there so that you made them and ready for them when you need them. That planning, that little bit of work that goes in the front end, will pay off dividends on the back end because you'll be able to manage your diabetes stress free. The same thing goes for pump site changes. Maybe you always have bags full of the necessities you need to change your pump site in your car, five or six of them. And every month you replenish them. So no matter where you are, you're able to change your pump site. Maybe put insulin in different places in your life, so insulin in your fridge at home, in the fridge at work, and maybe even in a cooler in your car. So that no matter where you are, and no matter where your schedule takes you, you can still manage your diabetes effectively. So that planning takes effort on the front end. If you put in the effort on the front end, it'll take off a lot of stress in the back end and make diabetes a lot easier to handle when your schedule unpredictable. And the third thing is, Watch the stories you tell yourself. You tell yourself, my schedule is unpredictable, which makes diabetes hard. And that story that you tell yourself actually makes diabetes hard. What if you were able to rewrite that story and say, yes, my schedule is chaotic. Yes, my schedule is unpredictable. However, that doesn't mean I'm not able to manage diabetes well. I make a plan and I'm able to do it. And then show yourself you can do it and make that new story you tell yourself a reality. So you have evidence to back it up. Yes, unpredictable schedules can be challenging with diabetes. With some behavioral anchors, with some planning, and with some mindset shifts, you can still manage your diabetes effectively, no matter where your schedule takes you. This person asks, I always try to start new habits and then I always stop before they stick. And I'm having trouble keeping new habits with my diabetes management. What do I do? It's a great question and something that we all deal with sometimes. I think it's important first to start off by defining what a habit is. A habit is a behavior or practice that is especially hard to give up that we do on a regular basis. And so, our goal here is to integrate these new behaviors into our life without really thinking about them but oftentimes we start off by trying to make new habits that feel out of reach we say i want to run every single day for five miles and you start doing that and you're really excited about it but then you get into the reality of what that actually means it means getting up and exercising and taking the time and effort when you may be out of shape There's been a lot of research done on how to integrate good habits in your life. And I want to talk about how you can do this in your life with type one diabetes, because it's actually a lot easier than you think it is. First of all, you want to define what is the habit that you want to start. Do you want to start exercising? Do you want to start pre-bolusing? Do you want to start taking your insulin with every meal? Whatever that new habit is, define it, write it down. And so you can see it in front of you and know exactly what you're working with. And then what I want you to do is start small. So let's imagine that in the new year, the habit you want to start is exercising regularly. And if I ask you what that looks like for you in your mind, you may say, I want to go to the gym five times a week for an hour and a half. If that's the case for you, I want you to cut that down. I want you to say... I want to go to the gym twice a week for half an hour. By starting small and increasing slowly, you set yourself up for success with your habits. Because I bet it's going to be a lot easier for you to go to the gym twice in one week for half an hour, or at least commit to doing that, than it is to do it five times a week for an hour and a half. And then you go to the gym twice a week for half an hour, and maybe you say, oh, that was easy. I could do a little bit more, either more time or more frequently and then you build up. And pretty soon, that behavior becomes something that you just do. But if you start off too big, it feels overwhelming. And it's easier for you to push that aside, make excuses, and not actually follow through. So whatever your new habit is, cut it in half and set your expectations at a very low level. Not because you think you can't do it, but because you want to work up to it. And starting off slowly can help you do that effectively. The next thing you do is to combine new and existing habits. This is a technique called habit stacking. And what this means is pairing a new behavior with the behavior that you already do. So for example, let's say your doctors recommended that you start taking a statin in the evening and you keep on forgetting to take that statin. What I want you to do is pair the behavior of taking the medication with something you already do every night, with a habit you already have. So for example, maybe before bed, you wash your face and brush your teeth. That's a habit. And if you pair taking your medication with that habit, you have a mental trigger and make it a whole lot easier for you to remember what you have to do and follow through in doing it. And then finally, know that you may get off track. Recognize that you may forget to take your medication one day. Or you may choose not to go to the gym. And while that's not a great thing, it doesn't mean that you're off track and that you failed. All it means is you have to get back on track quickly. By getting back on track with those habits quickly, it keeps the momentum going. and helps you see that even though you didn't fall through on the habit one day, does not mean all hope is lost. Habits take practice. And if you give up because you skipped a day or because you messed up, then it's going to make it a whole lot more challenging for you. But if you do slip up, just have a plan to get back on track. Don't think about it, don't beat yourself up, and just get back on track. And that will help you to maintain that momentum, increase the habits, and pretty soon the the habits of pre-bolusing or exercising or asking for support will become second nature to you. And they'll become just like washing your face and brushing your teeth before bed every night. I hope that this answer is helpful for you in thinking about habits and thinking about how you can integrate new habits in your life, especially in the new year. That does it for this episode of the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please do me a favor and share it with a friend. That helps me get the word out about this podcast so more people can benefit. Also, I love hearing from you guys, so please feel free to send me an email to mark at the or DM me on Instagram at the Diabetes Psychologist. And also remember, starting next week in the new year, we are reformatting the podcast to focus on diabetes coaching. Each week on the podcast, I will coach people just like you on how to navigate some of the biggest emotional challenges of life with type of diabetes. If you want to be a coaching guest on the podcast, Go to www.thediabeticpsychologist.com forward slash apply to let me know about what your challenge is and why you want to be a guest. And please tune in next week for the all new format of the podcast. Remember, type 1 diabetes is not easy, but you can have an easier time with it. And I'll see you next week, same time, same place. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening. For more resources, you can visit www.thediabetespsychologist.com and be sure to sign up for the email list for access to exclusive content. I'm Dr. Mark Heyman, and tune in next time for the latest episode of The Diabetes Psychologist Podcast.